Welcome to the Biz and Tech Podcast. At Aegis Business Technologies, we like to come to the table with something fresh every month, whether it's our newsletter or our podcast, or most recently, our first virtual luncheon. It was awesome. We talked about two-factor authentication, which is a bundle and an additional part of your cybersecurity arsenal. If you haven't looked at two-factor authentication, please do so because the hackers are out and about and they're doing devious things with email attacks, COVID-themed attacks. If you get an email from Wells Fargo, American Express, the IRS, Microsoft, and they're asking you to verify something, well, don't click. Make sure to go to those official websites of those entities or call their 800 number and see what's going on because you don't want to fall for a phishing scheme. All right, that's today's cyber security tip brought to you by Aegis Business Technologies. Today, we have a great guest from Second Harvest, Monique. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. And thanks for educating me. I will Google uh, the the customer service numbers and check those emails. <laughs> yeah, and when you, especially the banking emails, I'm like, why do people fall for these? Like, they have your information. They know your information. I Verification is is. Bad. It's fraudulent. I get emails to the Second Harvest website or to my email address, and they it's like audio um, files that they want me to click on and listen to. Like, here's a voicemail, but it's from like Barbara at some other strange thing under the cloud of being from Microsoft Office. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And if you look at that domain where it's from, you know, Microsoft.eu.dox, you know, there's you can you can see the fraudulence if that's a word, uh, if you look close enough. So good. Glad you got your eyes open. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, if you go back a couple of years, 2018, uh, the Aegis team embarked on a program that we called hashtag Aegis1812. And our goal was to highlight the noble work of 12 not-for-profits in the community. I had just read Don Yeager's book about the War of 1812, where a group of very different Americans gathered together to defend New Orleans against an outside threat. Great book. And I was just kind of staring at the title 1812. I was like, wow, 2018, we should highlight 12 not-for-profits. And as silly as that origin sounded, our team, including Matt at the time, we got to really engage with um, Aging with Dignity, Big Bend Habitat for Humanity, Second Harvest, Lighthouse of the Big Bend, and all these other entities. And each month, showcase them on our social media, in our newsletter, and really talk about the good work they're doing. And when we got to you all, it was really special to learn much more about what the organization does. And fast forward to today, your mission is obviously so important on any year, but in the pandemic, just the escalation of need. And uh, WTXL had called and said, would you like to participate in our telethon, Feeding Hope? We're supporting Second Harvest. I mean, all day thing. And the answer was, of course, yes, absolutely. We'd like to help. And we were able to make a small donation at that time, which as a special surprise. We would like to match that today. So just try Thank to do our small so part as community partners to help your mission. But let's talk about Second Harvest. Let's talk about how you got started in your career, what led you down this path. And tell us about the community engagements that are going on now and the need, because I've seen the, the drop-off points at TCC and around the community, and that need is is vast. So tell us how the community of North Florida can get involved. So um, that was I, a ten part question, by yeah, the way. Yeah, wow. Do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> so how I got here? Um, we were commiserating before the show started about the University of Florida. So I'm a Florida girl. Um, go Gators! Uh, Retro logo <laughs> on shirt. I love it. It's the best one. Um, and but yeah, I went to the Univer University of Florida. I studied 
um, public health and health professions. I did sign language all through um, undergrad, and my first job was actually at a school where all the children were um, had autism. There was somewhere on the spectrum, and I wanted to work on um, communication between a child who is nonverbal and a parent. Um, and so that was my. Do you know what this sign means? At least what I was told by a professor at UF. No, what popcorn? Oh, I think it's the flick. You have to. Dis- oh, that flick. was not a very good student. <laughs> Sorry that to, was close. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Um, so uh, while I was working at that school, I was working at a, uh, a hotline. So it was a suicide hotline. It was a referral service, a lot like what two one one is here oh, wow. in town. That's and um, but they they the marriage between that particular program and the law enforcement and. Uh, Alachua County was huge. And so if there was ever a suicide, a homicide, or a sudden death, they would dispatch a um, a crisis team. And so I was on a crisis team, and we would go out and we would respond to all of those three crises along with law enforcement. So we would kind of manage the... As a student, you were doing this? This was after I graduated. As I was as I was a student, my senior year and then my first year after school. Okay. Wow. And Talk so- about real life skills. So well, and it was my it was my first true exposure to um the fact that these lifetime movies are happening to our neighbors that there's real remarkable pain in communities that's hidden and it was the first time that I really saw that. And I got exposed to the helping professions, I got to understand the different um like the foundational understanding and way that different helping professions address someone in need and how they see their role fitting in and responding to a person that has found themselves in a really tough position. And um, the social workers I interacted with, suddenly I felt like I found my tribe, like those were my people. This was where I was meant to be. And the um, Florida State University had the ha- still has the best um, social work program in the state of Florida. I was accepted, I enrolled, and I started here um, in Tallahassee. And um, in 2012, I was doing an internship at the Appalachian Center. Okay. And um seeing what mental health looked like, seeing what, um, for, for the path, um, unit that I was on, how we cared for individuals who didn't have health insurance. Um, some of the revolving door aspects to mental health service and like the, how, how the depth of mental health and, and what that looked like. And I found myself like this fire kind of was lit in my belly and mm-hmm. it was what was driving me every day, wanting to go to my internship, to be engaged, to see how I could help. And when the internship ended, I spoke to my supervisor there at the Appalachian Center and she said, you know, if you want to do advocacy work, if you want to talk about poverty, if you want to look at all of the elements that lead someone to be in the posi- position that you've been working with them at this internship, try the Renaissance Community Center, this small little nonprofit that was opening up behind the old shelter that was on mm-hmm. Tennessee Street. So I walked in there. I started volunteering in 2012. Um, I was hired on after I, th- I set up their their first internship. Um, so my second internship in my program was there. And after I finished that internship, I wrote down everything that I had been doing for the organization. And I said, if you don't hire me, this is what you lose. And they hired me. And um, so I participated in the move over to the Kearney Center. We became CESC. Okay. And um, in October of 2019, um, so last year, I left. CESC and um, joined the Second Harvest team as the CEO. Um, so I've been working kind of in the nonprofit field, um, social service sector here in Leon County um, since 2012. And I could not love it more. I could not love serving this community. And I've just been given incredible opportunities to do it in unique ways. That's a wonderful journey. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different not-for-profits um, throughout the community in a volunteer capacity and with Aegis. And 
you all's work really shines and uh, thank you for the service that you provide. So let's talk about where a normal day was in January <laughs> or February yeah. and the need that was out there versus a normal day in July, 2020. What are you seeing um, on your doorstep at, at y'all's facility, which I've been, it's a very cool facility. So the, the transition that we've had to um, undergo and the flexibility that we have had to um, practice over the last hundred days is absolutely remarkable. The, the team of people that work at Second Harvest, our board of directors, our volunteers, our donors have been essential to the way that we've been able to respond to the ever mounting need that mm -hmm. exists in our community. Um, so what it initially looked like was we needed to make sure that we that the safety of our volunteers, our end users, the individuals that are getting the food, um, and our staff was uh, was top of mind, and that went for that that began kind of with a, a full model revamp. We had to change the way in which we were getting food out to our community immediately, and that started with us kitting food in house, so actually bagging up the food inside of our warehouse mm -hmm. and delivering it to our partner agencies already bagged up, so that they could practice a drive-through model of food distribution. And so that drive-through model was new. That drive-through model is new. It looks so seamless that I assume y'all <laughs> rolled it out years ago. It was um, no, that was that 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 was born this year, and um, so it was the gold model at the office pickup or from community partners also. So it was always with our community partners. That's kind of like the the role of a of a food bank is to um, empower community partners to serve their communities. Mm -hmm. So we're in eleven counties. I Monique don't understand what Gulf County needs, but we partner with people in Gulf County who know best what their community do, needs, and we simply supply them with the the resources to serve their community. Um, but what Gulf County might have been doing was they would set up food, and people could come through out of their car, pick up the food that they wanted, and leave. Um, so it'd be sometimes a walk through, sometimes a pick and choose the types of items that you want and leave. Mm -hmm. um, and that model has had to change entirely where it's people are driving through um, and we are putting the, it in cars. It's loading up the exact type of food that we are capable of giving someone and they leave with it. That model had um, had developed. And, um, and then beyond that, what we've had to do is recognize that there are certain neighborhoods in our community who that model doesn't work for. So of right, course, right. it'd be great if everybody had a vehicle, if everybody could safely drive through our drive drive-throughs, but we know that that's not the case. Um, we can even just look here in Leon County. We can uh, identify several neighborhoods where transportation is a problem. We've got Griffin Heights. We have Providence. We have Frenchtown. We have Greater Bond. Um, some areas out on Highway 20. These are areas of great need with um, where the, the initial model that we kind of rolled out with just wasn't meeting that need. So we've had to kind of go into our phase two of more specific and focused neighborhood distributions where we are truly getting to learn about the, the um, natural leadership that develops organically in communities and mm -hmm. in neighborhood associations. And we're empowering those very, um, like in a very narrow way, those neighborhoods to um, serve themselves with the resources that we are able to provide. Wow. It's been beautiful. That's laser focused engagement. Yeah, it's, it's very been, specific been by really county. Incredible. Mm -hmm. So, switching gears a little bit, I was looking on Twitter the other day. And someone shared a post and said you were an apparel model of some kind. Was that you? Is it? Was this COVID wear? It was something. Yes. Like, <laughs> was it COVID wear? Is this what the workmen's are doing? We like the the yeah, yeah, business yeah. on the top, party uh -huh. on the bottom. 
<laughs> yeah. So Jamie and I got and our dog. It was dog. Jamie Van Pelt. That's who it was. Okay. Yes. We. Is we, that who you're marrying? That is who. That's who wow, I'm Wow, we're connecting yeah, wow. the dots. Jamie and I serve on the Big Brothers Big Sisters board together. Oh, that's right. That's right. So listeners and watchers, we're, we have a congratulations here. We have a wedding coming up soon. So we'll talk about more about that in a minute. Okay, Jamie, now I'm connecting the dots. We're, we're good. Okay. So, well, well he... Because he it shared be. something. I'm like, huh, okay, cool. Well, uh, well, and he might have just been jabbing at me. I get a lot of jokes about the big straw hats that I have to wear at these distributions that we're at. It was and that, and it was some gloves and a, a, mat, and a mask. Yes, exactly. So I get a lot of jabs about the way I look publicly usually. Um, but yeah, uh, the workmen's always doing incredible things to just celebrate our community. And so COVID wear, their latest iteration of what they've been doing, is an invitation for people to come actually to their garage and do a photo shoot inside of their garage. So they in, invited Jamie <laughs> and I and our rule of thumb if anyone invites us anywhere, like our dog comes. So we brought Radley, our dog, and what the three of, of us. He's a golden doodle. He's the best type awesome. of dog. He's That's so great. sweet. Um, so anyways, yeah, we got to do this really fun photo shoot in their, in their garage. It was a blast. So, so Jamie has a podcast, correct? Yes. Have you been on as a guest? I have not. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I have not. He, wow. We're going to create gonna, some drama we're here. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so if you had a perfect day at, the, at your job, that's a that's a broad question in 2020. Uh, but what's a perfect day feel like, look like? Oh, man. I guess a perfect day for Second Harvest right now is um, successful distributions, getting to say yes to requests that come in for new partners. Um, we we have uh, like these new organic relationships that are developing with nonprofits, with churches, with businesses. So anytime that those emails come in where people are either saying, I have a need, and then the next email comes in and is like, hey, we have funds or we have a group of volunteers or we have an, a space we'd like to contribute to the response, getting to kind of pair those two items together. And it's really magical how that happens. It, it is sometimes throughout the day you get three requests and you're like, how I don't know that we have the bandwidth to all, all, all of these. And then the next moment you get three offers that come in and you're able to just kind mm -hmm. of push them together. So um, it's really amazing to watch the need bubble up and the community response um, reach out and, and meet that need. Those are those beautiful, perfect days. That's awesome. And for anyone watching and you're wondering if we're protected here on the set, protective shield in place. Hopefully you could hear that sound and I'm not <laughs> flailing against it with my pen today. So that's great. Thanks to our brilliant production team. So on the home front, now that I know Jamie and you are engaged and about to have a wedding. Congratulations again. So what do you all like to watch on the home front? Is there a TV show that pops out at you? A comedy perhaps? <laughs> right now we are enjoying um, Schitt's Creek. Amazing program. It is Amazing hysterical. Cast. Wow. And out of the blue, rando. So fun though. I, yeah, well, it was uh, it was recommended to us uh, probably a couple months ago and then a couple weeks ago, and we were like, okay, let's just try it. So we're watching that, and then to really balance that out, we need a high drama, so we're also watching Yellowstone. Yes, balance is key, which we're, <laughs> we're lacking in our balance now. Uh, Jeannie and I are watching Ozark. We're into season three. Oh. We're not to the end. No spoilers. <laughs> but Marty Bird and Ruth are are part of my um, my family now, at least in my head, which is scary. But what a program. I mean, Ozark intense. is absolutely incredible. And I, I heard season four is on the way, so that's cool. I heard it was going to be the last season. I've, d I've heard this as well. Which could make my heart 
just shatter, but that is incredible. It's going to crash a lot of dreams, <laughs> but wonderful program. And during this spring and summer, you know, we're really pushing the limits of television watching. I've been, I've been watching uh, The Hundred, which is like a CW, like teen angst drama about po- post-apocalypse. I don't know if I'm going to recommend it or not, but anyway. Oh, I'm watching. Okay. I was going to say this, but if you're admitting I'm watching. I watch bad television. The yes. Order. Oh, is that about the the witches? Yeah, the yes. witches and the werewolves. <laughs> I've, I've, I've wanted to watch that. Jamie really wanted to watch all of the um, uh, uh, Harry Potters again. And I was like, I just <laughs> can't do it again. And so he's like, how about this one? It has magic. And I was like, okay. And then he now thinks it's horrible. And I'm like, not so bad. <laughs> so. You know, we've pushed the boundaries. We watched uh, Picard on CBS Plus, which is a Star Trek New show with Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And uh, yeah, I did that accent. That was good. Um, <laughs> but fun. All right. At our house, I'm kind of the chef. Um, I was thinking today I need to come up with something new. I used to do a um, a mango salsa. That's really nice mm. with some red onions and some peppers and mango, obviously. Put it on some chicken or fish. It's really good. Do you all have a signature dish? Have y'all been pushing the limits with your your culinary skills this summer? Well, so or I'm, just wedding planning. I'm yeah. Well, <laughs> we've been trying to sprinkle that in um, as it just falls between our fingers and just falls apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, on the cooking side of things, so I'm a vegetarian except for fish. I go fishing, okay. so I um, had the opportunity to go fishing two weeks ago and just got this massive red snapper, like 27 awesome. inches, almost 11 pounds. It was a giant fish. So we've had a lot of fun with that, and then. This past weekend, Jamie took me scalloping for my birthday. And so we got a whole bunch. Thank you very much. So we got a whole bunch of scallops. So we're doing a lot of seafood stuff um, and really enjoying that. There's also a really great place down in Panacea, My Way Seafood. Oh, yeah. Right there on the right. Well, if you're coming back. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And uh, fly by it on the way down. Well, we stop there. It's fun because that's where I take all my fish to get cleaned. And I watch all like the other commercial fishermen or women come in Mm -hmm. and drop their fish off. And so I'm like, oh, grouper, I want that. Or we stopped by last week and got um, shrimp. Um, And so anyways, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing a lot of seafood um, right now. So that's been great. My in-laws live at St. Teresa full time now. So we get down there as often as we can. Yeah, they're (laughs) living the dream. Hello, Tim and Normie. Make sure to watch. All right. As we wrap up today, um, what's your favorite part about North Florida outside of the work and and fishing? That's (laughs) that might have stolen your answer. No, I guess just outdoors in general. I love the fact that we can get to um, the Wasissa or the Wakulla to go kayaking. Jamie and I both love running. So there's some really great um, trails here locally. Um, You can get up to like the um, the little Grand Canyon up mm-hmm. there in Providence, Georgia, really fast down to the beach, really fast. There's right. just a incredible out. I'm I'm an outdoor person, so there's just incredible opportunities to kind of like celebrate the outdoors here, and all within you know half a day's drive if you want to get wild and crazy. Actually, this past weekend, also Jamie took me out to Jackson County. Their Blue Springs. Yeah. It's like the Blue Springs Blue Spring Recreation Area. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. They have like slides inside of the spring that you swim out to and climb up and slide into it. And they have diving boards. And um, that was, it's a first magnitude spring. It actually pumps out like 77 million pounds of water, not pounds, gallons of water every day. It's remarkable. Gallons, it's all good. (laughs) Lots. Our region is so beautiful. I I woke up in Bay County this morning um, and just typed in the address of my house on GPS and 
I was expecting it to put me on I-10 at some point, and it did not. It put me on a dirt road that <laughs> was the fastest route, and then on 231, and then on, well, bypass 231, and then on 20. So I got to drive through Calhoun County and all these beautiful communities that surround Tallahassee, yeah. and it's just such a privilege to live in North Florida. Uh, so as we close, Second Harvest provides meals, food to our community members in need. How can people get involved with Second Harvest, Monique? So there are three ways okay. um, that we've, especially in the time of COVID, recognizing that there are different strains on families um, mm -hmm. for many different reasons. So our uh, the the best thing that the, the greatest need we have right now is cash. The ability to make bulk purchases for us allows us to respond as quickly as we can and with the greatest amount of flexibility once we have food in hand. Um, but if financial gifts is something that a family or business is not is not capable of, um, we need now more than ever volunteers. Um, so we have, again, made a lot of changes in-house with our volunteer opportunities, making sure that there's masks, sanitation, social distancing, lots of different um, activities going on inside of our warehouse and outside of our warehouse at any given time during the day. So sweat equity, if we can get people to come in and help us kit up that food for our distributions, that would be incredible. But if you're- How do you sign up for that? On the website? On the website, yep. Okay, and cool. it's You sign up on the website, you're going to create your own username, you email our volunteer coordinator, she opens up your portal, and then you just click on and request the different times that you want to come in. We limit it to 10 people to each of the activities. Um, mm -hmm. So again, safety of our volunteers is, is paramount for us. Um, but if you're not comfortable coming in and volunteering, if you you know have a compromised immune system or you're caring for someone who does, and that's just not on the cards right now, to be an advocate with us online, to like our social media pages and then share our posts, that would be great. An incredible and an important post that came out this morning that was discussed last night at the county commission meeting is talking about food insecurity and what it looks like right now. And for, for Leon County, um, I'm sorry, for our whole service area, 30% of children are food insecure. Three in 10 children don't know where they're going to have dinner tonight. Um, it's and frightening. It is, and it's, and it's and growing. thank you for bringing so, that top of mind to our listeners today because people get trapped in their bubble, um, especially in times of crisis, and don't realize the needs that are out there. Yeah, and it's um, and it's all, it's only growing. I mean, as we're seeing different spikes occur uh, with both the death rate and infection rate with COVID in our in our state, um, we can only guess what that will do to workforce, what that will do for our, our unemployment rate, um, and how that ripple effect will continue to impact families across our service area. Second Harvest, our service area is 11 counties here in North Florida, four of which prior to COVID were the four hungriest counties in our entire state. Second Harvest services the poorest communities in the entire state of, of Florida. Um, so the need was great before COVID hit, and um, it will only increase as COVID stays. Um, so the need is huge. Well, thank you for everything that you all do in our community and throughout Florida. Thank you for being our guest today. We'll make sure to be your advocate and push forward your message to our audience in social media and other platforms. At Aegis Business Technologies, our core business is providing IT support to all organizations in North Florida. But it's our special privilege to be able to work with, collaborate with, and sit down and talk like today 
with Second Harvest. Thank you for all you do. Thank you to Level Up Media for bringing another podcast to the table, which we're going on our one-year anniversary of the Biz and Tech podcast, which is awesome. So until next time, I'm Blake Dowling with Aegis Business Technologies. You have a fantastic day and stay safe during this very bizarre summer. Thank you.